Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. priest are you the father why are there so many men and women that get caught up not knowing who the father is or not knowing that they have children out there is this a problem among blacks and latinos why do sisters lie and say you are the father when they know it may be a possibility that there's another man out there that may be the father this is a problem when people are not married in the Lord and do not follow the guide of the Holy Bible. Come and join us as we examine the scriptures and see, are you the Father? We give all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ for another edition of Kings and Priests because that's what the Lord has called us to be. He didn't call us to be the the bottom feeders of the earth even, even though that's what we are. The scriptures speak about, you know, where... One prophet, he saw the kings and the princes of the earth on the dust of the ground. (laughs) And those that were low sitting in high places. Because the Lord has created us to be exalted and to show forth the praise and glory of his name. But we're not showing forth the praise and glory of his name. We blaspheme in the name of the Heavenly Father every day amongst amongst the nations. So this is what we're going to be talking about. A lot of clips that I have is from the Maury Provit Show, which is a very popular show in the U.S. where people go and they get DNA tests to see whether they're the father, they're not the father, so forth and so on. But let me introduce myself. I'm Brother Godawan here in the United Kingdom in London. Yes, there are uh, brothers here. <laughs> In the United Kingdom, there's black people here and the so-called black people because we're not black people. That's not our nationality. There's never been a nation of black people. But we are here in the UK and London teaching the word of the Lord. We also have the brother Zach, who is the Spanish teaching brother. He teaches a show on Blog Talk Radio. He will be teaching later today, 1130 uh, a.m., a Spanish show. Bringing out the word in the Spanish and Espanol, brother, introduce yourself, say a few words. Hey, shalom to all the brothers, <clears throat> excuse me, and sisters over there in the, U- in the UK. This is your brother Zach over here in the US on the Sabbath day of the Heavenly Father. And believe you me, it, it, is, it is a blessing to be 
able to partake uh, of today. And I'm um, definitely uh, glad to be back. And this is a very interesting show topic that you got lined up today, brother. It really is. Um, so let's, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Okay, we have another brother here who does a show on Friday night. Repentance is the key. Um, the brother I bought you, he's also executive producer. He helps me a lot on the show. Encores and different write-ups and pictures. Brother does a lot of work for the church, and we are definitely appreciative and thankful to the Most High in Christ for the brother. So, Brother Abaja. Yes, I want to give all praise and thanks to Heavenly Father in Christ to have the ability to be able to uh, do those things. And uh, especially regarding this topic uh, that you got here, all I can say is that I grew up in the house with my biological father. I know who my daddy is, but I also had many fathers. You know, I had my next door neighbor's daddy was my daddy. My best friend's daddy was my daddy. The dudes of the neighbors across the street, their fathers, that was my father as well. You know, but you don't see those things nowadays. Now it's like, okay, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy and what did he do? <laughs> so. Right. I mean, and that's one of the things that um, we're going to talk about um, is the scriptures speak about being a father to the fathers. Because on many um, shows on this tape, people people are, you know, like, F you and your kids. Basically, F you and your child. And mm-hmm. the scriptures say how we're supposed to be a father to the fathers. That show that, that you know, it's a very um, demonic spirit. That's in the world And what Christ said in, in, in Matthew's 24th chapter Because iniquity has abound The love of many have waxed cold Because just what you said You know I had that same experience Where you couldn't go around in your neighborhood And you know Mr. Johnson From down the block if he saw you He'd be like hey boy what you doing over there You better go go home or you better get out of trouble Now it's like you know That little so and so he ain't my child Whatever get him out of here you know, but I want to I want to start by playing this this first clip. And this clip is going into a woman is it's a man and a woman. They're together and she has a child and he's saying um, something doesn't feel right. And we're going to go over that in the scriptures as well, where a man has a feeling what was. What was the DNA test that they did in the past in the scriptures? Because there was there was a test that was done. There was a test in the scriptures where a man said, you know what? I don't think this child is mine. There was something that was done in the scriptures. Uh, um, you, you haven't heard about it. And a lot of people, they won't hear about it because they think this is a, a modern thing where your men will have feelings and, you know, DNA test. That's something new. But there was something in the past. So basically, you have a woman, and the man is saying, I don't feel right that this this child I don't think is mine. And the woman is saying, it is his child, so we're going to see. Is it or isn't it? Darnell started accusing her of cheating. Now, 
the accusations are hurtful because not only does Darnell claim that she cheated with one of the mailmen, then he even goes further and says she was with one of her own family members. The worst blow of all came when Darnell told her he didn't think their two-year-old son, Androis, was his. There's only one man that I love, and that man is Darnell. It kills me that he can deny our beautiful child, Androis. I have been 100% faithful to Darnell, and that is why I'm 150% sure he's the father of my child. For some reason, Darnell constantly thinks that I'm cheating. He has to keep me a cheating with the mailman and even my own family members. How crazy can one person be? When this DNA test proves today that I've been faithful, I want him to apologize to me and finally put a ring on it. Maybe you haven't been faithful to Darnell. No, I have been faithful to Darnell. Since we've been together, I've been faithful to him. First of all, I want to interject. A DNA test does not prove that you're faithful. Is that correct, brothers? That is correct. That is correct. Now, I don't mean to blow up your spot. Zach, but Zach is, is a brother who's well-educated and has a master's degree. A DNA test does not prove that you're faithful. I know they have uh, a lie detector's test where they ask you questions. That's, a, that's different. But a DNA test, I know you got a little background in the medical field. That only proves whether the child is yours or not, correct? That's all. If you anything, said the DNA test is going to prove that she's been faithful. If so, anything, a DNA test proves that you've been unfaithful. <laughs> well, oh, well, we're going to find out. He's selfish. Everything is about him. You really have to listen carefully to everything that she's saying. They say it kills her. She's been 100% faithful. Now she's saying he's being selfish. So you really have to listen to what is being said. This is what I don't understand. You all live together as a family. And you get all this yelling and screaming at each other? Yes, we do 24 7. And you want peace? Yes, I do. I want peace. Okay, well, we're going to find out right now. This is what Darnell I love Fushima. And I want to believe in Joyce's mind, but something is just not right. Tashima's own family has approached me to tell me that she's been cheating. Tashima has swears that she ain't never cheated. But I don't know what to believe. I am so tired of this. And Joyce means so much to me. I don't know what will happen if he's not my son. I have raised that boy since day one, and he calls me daddy. And Tashima has lied to me to tell me I'm the father. When I'm not, I'm going to be heartbroken. Who that? There he is. Here's Darnell. Darnell, come on. Hold on. Um, I want to put this question out to you, brother. Does it sound like he doesn't want to be the father? No, it doesn't. Bajan? I mean, from, from, from what I gather from, you know, because it's coming in kind of muffled, but... Uh, 
It sounds like he's trying to he's he's trying to be the father. It sounds yeah. like he has been the father. I've been there from day one. It sounds like he has has been the father. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to find out what the truth is. What is the truth? He's got this doubt, you know, and we're gonna talk about that because if if a man is wrong then it's wrong for him to bring forth that accusation. And according to the scriptures, he had to pay a penalty because you're bringing up an evil name on a sister. Okay, so let's see. He wasn't the father after all. Mm. He wasn't the father. He wasn't the father after all. But all the things that the woman say, it kills her. She's been one hundred percent faithful. 
you know, after this DNS test comes back and proves that she's faithful, you know, she finally wanted him to put a ring on it. But the whole time, did she know she had dealt with somebody else? And and people don't understand when you carry things around like that, it's a burden. And I want to read this scripture because Christ says something very interesting. He says, uh, Matthew 11 and 28, he says, Come unto me, all ye that are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What do they need rest from? They need what rest. They need rest from, huh? they need rest from sin. They need rest from their, from their iniquity. You read it, but now let's read it a little bit more. This is Isaiah chapter 1. To prove that point, it says, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 4, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord and have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, they are gone away backward. But the reason why I read that scripture, because Christ said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, heavy laden. In other words, Christ is telling our people to come unto him in repentance because we are heavy burdened in sin. When I say we, I'm referring to our nation. We are heavy burdened in sin. We are full. We are a sinful nation. We are a nation of liars, a nation of fornicators, a nation of thieves, a nation of whoremongers, a nation of adulterers, a nation that is disrespectful to their parents, a nation that doesn't want to follow the Heavenly Father in Christ. That's our nation. So Christ is telling us to repent and come unto him. That's how we get this burden or relieve ourselves of this burden of sin on our shoulders, by repentance and coming back and following Christ. Right. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the first chapter. And see what this is uh this heavy laden is. What what are people heavy laden by? Is it um is it a sack of potatoes? Um uh, read Isaiah <laughs> read Isaiah one verse four. Here here again, Isaiah one and four. Ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity. People laden. So what? So what are our people heavy laden with? Sin, iniquity. Yeah. Iniquity is sin. So you have to listen to what the woman said. She she sounded like she was in pain, like something something was physically attacking her and hurting her. But that's what sin does, and people don't realize it. Is is weighing you down. It's a burden. It's a pain because one of the things that she said she said i can't live like this anymore because that's what lies do they're weighing you down they're hurting you they're causing you pain they're a burden that you have to carry so that's why christ said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free free from what free from sin so keep reading isaiah a sinful nation a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, 
They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. So the Lord is saying um, it's a sinful nation that's laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They are going away backwards. So keep keep reading verse 5. Then we're going to go back. Excuse me. Why should you, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. So Christ said he came what? He didn't came to save the righteous. He said it's not, the, it's not those that are whole need not a physician. Those that are sick. So our people are sick. You can go around and say, look, this is your man. I've been faithful. These are these are serious, serious things that are being said, serious lies that's being told. And then when it comes out, then what? It's like Adam and Eve. When when they ate that fruit, what did they find out about themselves? When they ate of the tree, what did they know? They knew that they were basically because they were naked. Basically, they were without the, the spirit of the heavenly father. They knew that they had sin. They knew that had sin. They knew what they did. They were naked. So when it says naked, they didn't talk about they were physically naked. It means they what? Their sins was laid open. They knew. Damn, we did this. We went against the word of the Most High. So imagine you're that coming out on national television. Do do does her family know? Does that man's family know? And what do they know? That what number one. You lied and said that this child was this man's child. Number two, they know that what? She's a whore. I'm going to say, I say whore because that's what it says in the scriptures. You know, it's not to to um, belittle women or all women kind. Of, no, this is what the scripture says. And this, this is the thing that people adore, especially women. They don't want to hear about themselves, especially they don't want a man to tell them, what they are, but these are these are things that we have to repent of, and we have to turn away from. That's why Christ said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Because He is the only rest that we're going to get from our sins and our iniquities by coming and turning to Him and following His example. Because many people go to church. Many people go to church. I was watching an episode of Cheat- Cheaters. The man's cheating. And he going, he's going to church with the woman, the other woman he's cheating with. <laughs> they coming from church. That's where they caught him. They got the cameras and everything. They're running up on them. Where they coming from? Church. So the woman actually like, yeah, I'm coming from church. She's like, what are you doing in church? You come in adultery. So. And you know what? Because uh, part of that thing about repentance is understanding and accepting and admitting that what you're doing is wrong. Mm. See, that's the whole thing. You can't repent if you don't understand that what you did was wrong and you admit it. And understand, this is not like, oh, I got to repent to a man. You have to acknowledge that to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, you know, cause some people be like, okay, well, I'm just going to move on like nothing happened. Hell no. What you did or what we were doing was wrong. And that is part of repentance as far as admitting that and confessing our sins before the Lord and taking responsibility for it. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely correct. And um, I see this, uh, the sister Pam and Whammy already put the scripture in there way before, <laughs> way before I could get it because, you know, that's just what comes up to your mind when we hear things like this is Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. 
So what's the knowledge that we lack? Is the knowledge of the, the knowledge of the scriptures that we're supposed to be married. There's no such thing as boyfriend or girlfriend. That that we're not supposed to be dealing with premarital sex, which is going into fornication. You know, the, the scriptures speak about all these things, but we don't deal with that. Um, uh, there's many men. Absolutely, because the scripture says, "Because thou has rejected knowledge." So when someone is telling us, look, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. So what I'm supposed to do? No, I got to take it for a test drive, bro. I got to take it for a test drive. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? This is you dealing with a woman. There's no woman is not a used car. You know, I'm going to take it for around the block, see how it rides. No, that's not what the scriptures deal with. But people try to use these foolish analogies and things and deal with a life, and they wind up being destroyed. Because you hear the woman, she sounds destroyed she sound her even the people in the audience they're not making any more noise or anything or yelling they shut the hell up because it's a serious thing she's in pain she's in pain every day she's carrying around she's looking at this child and dealing with this man she know in her heart in her mind that this ain't this man's child i dealt or it's a possibility to say the man's child i dealt with some other guy and women know Women know because they have the, they got the baby. They go to the doctor, and the doctor say, "Okay, this was the time when the the child was conceived." And they know who they was with, when they was with them, what time, what was doing what, right or wrong. Yeah, right, correct. Accurate <clears throat> statement. Okay, uh, I think I think that's more appropriate for for a sister to <laughs> to answer. But you know, women know who they're dealing. with. Okay, sisters in there that's listening in in the chat room, correct me if I'm wrong, and I will I will take heed to the correction. But women know who they're dealing with. Women know who they're attracted to, and you know one of the things is that they try to portray is that women women are not sexual creatures that they don't like sex. It's just men that like sex. That's a damn lie. And we're gonna get that too in Proverbs seven because a woman in Proverbs seven she was looking for her man. The man wasn't looking for him. She caught a man and she caught a simple man. And that's what happens a lot of times. There's simple men and simple women, and they go on out there, and they're having children, and it's just a bad situation. And it's a bad situation because we're not following the instruction of the Heavenly Father in Christ. So Hosea 4 and 6 said, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. Thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Because what 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 we have to understand is that there's a child involved in all of this. There's a child involved in the middle of all this madness that's going on. You're the father. No, I'm not the father. I don't think I'm the father. Well, what are you doing? You need to step up. You need to do this. There's a child involved. So the Lord said, you gonna you don't want to deal with me. You don't want to deal with the knowledge and, and the commandments of the Bible. Then guess what? I'm not going to deal with you. And guess what? I'm also going to forget your children. And that's what the Lord is doing in these different situations that come up arise. People go and they out there sexing, thinking they're having fun. They have a child that's caught in the middle, and then the children are destroyed. The children are destroyed. Now, one of the things that I said is that um, we were going to look at, because the guy said he had a feeling. Does the scripture speak about that? Having a feeling... Having a feeling that something may not be right. Let's go to the book of Numbers, the fifth chapter and the fourteenth verse. Numbers chapter 
Go to the book of Numbers. All right, this is the book of Numbers, chapter 5, starting at verse 14. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of jealousy come upon him, and he be jealous of his wife, and she be defiled. Or if the spirit of jealousy come upon him, and he be jealous of his wife, and she be not defiled. So it's the spirit of jealousy. That's what it is. Because you're thinking, okay, my my wife is dealing with somebody else. She may be dealing with, that's the spirit of jealousy. That's the spirit of jealousy. Is she dealing with somebody else? I don't know. Because what, what do women say? Oh, you're jealous, ain't you? So the spirit of jealousy is, go ahead. I ain't going to cut you off. Can I read the two verses above uh, sure. 14? Yeah. Okay. This is Numbers chapter 5, and I'm starting two verses above at verse 12. It says, Speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, If any man's wife go aside and commit a trespass against him, and he's going to tell you what that trespass is in verse 13, mm-hmm. and a man lie with her carnally, and it be hid from the eyes of her husband and be kept closed, and she be defiled, and there be no witness against her, neither she be taken with the manner. Mm. So it's already setting up the the, the, the situation right there because it's showing that that trespass that she committed against her husband was adultery. Right. It was hid from her husband. It was kept closed, meaning that basically only her and the dude that she laid with knows knows about it. If that and she be defiled. Right. And nobody heard the other dude in the Lord. Yeah. Nobody else is bringing it forth. And she didn't get caught in that. That's what it means by it says, neither she be taken with the manner. Like that right. woman was in, in John the 7th chapter. Mm. It, it was good. closed. No one, could, no one could see it. What was done. That's why the dude, he didn't have no evidence or proof. People saying this or that. But, you know, there was no video camera. You know, they didn't have cheaters that set up the, the, um, the hidden camera in the home or whatever to catch them in the act. So he's like, man, I just got a feeling. So that was that spirit of jealousy. So read on. Okay. So now we're back in uh oh, oh you got you got it, brother? Yeah, it's uh verse fourteen. It says, mm-hmm. And the spirit of jealousy come upon him, and he be jealous of his wife, and she be defiled, or if the spirit of jealousy come upon him and he be jealous of his wife and she be not defiled. Read on. Then shall the man bring his wife unto the priest. And he shall bring her offering for her, the tenth part of an ephah of barley meal. And he shall pour no oil upon it, nor put frankincense thereon. For it is an offering of jealousy, an offering of memorial, bringing iniquity to a remembrance. Mm-hmm. Read up. And the priest shall bring her and set her before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the priest shall take holy water in an earthen vessel, and of the dust that is in the floor of the tabernacle, the priest shall take and put it into the water. Mm-hmm. And the priest shall set the woman before the Lord and uncover the woman's head and put the offering of memorial in her hand, which is the jealousy offering. And the priest shall have his hand in his hand the bitter water that causes the curse. Now, what you have to understand, he uncovered her head. And for a woman to be uncovered before the Lord, when you read in, in, in Corinthians, is a shameful is a shameful thing. So she's uncovered her head. He's putting the offering on her. Read on. Verse 19. And the priest shall charge her by an oath and say unto the woman, If no man have lain with thee, 
And if thou hast not gone aside to uncleanness with another instead of thy husband, be thou free from this bitter water that causeth the curse. Right. So it's some bitter water they got concoction that they made. And I was like, okay, if you're guiltless, then you're going to be free from this curse that the, the law is going to put upon you that if you was guilty. So read on. Verse 20. But if thou hast gone aside to another instead of thy husband, and if thou be defiled, and some men have lain with thee besides thine husband, then the priest shall charge the woman with an oath of cursing, that the priest shall say unto the woman, The Lord make thee a curse and an oath among thy people, when the Lord doth make thy fire to rot and thy belly to swell. Hmm. <laughs> That's a serious thing. Because in I want I want to ask this question. I'll put it out to those that's you know listening to the show and those that's in the chat room. Do you think that women that do those things should they be punished? Should they be punished for saying you're the father and he's not the father? Should there be a punishment, Zach? Oh yeah. Now let's 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 look at it this way. I like this. Stay where we at in numbers, but I want to read the scripture in uh, uh-huh. Exodus chapter twenty, and it says, <clears throat> and it's something that we all know. It says, uh, there it is, Exodus chapter twenty, verse sixteen: Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's and basic Ten Commandments, right? <laughs> Exactly, and there and I can't find the scripture right now, but there are scriptures that say, you know, lying lips. That's Proverbs six to sixteen. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. So when you bear false witness against your neighbor, or in other words, when you lie, the Lord sees that as an abomination, a horrible, detestable, heinous act. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let's go back to uh, numbers and keep reading it because there's more, loads more on that. But this is all going into the procedure. But I want to go through the whole thing. All right, uh, let me see. What verse uh, stopped at like uh, twenty? A bit of nineteen. Yeah, I started verse twenty again. <clears throat> okay. It says, but "No, you've been, uh, you read twenty-one, and okay. now we're at twenty-two." Because we read that the Lord doth make thy make thy thigh to rot and thy belly to swell. So read on. All right, verse 22. And this water that causes the curse shall go into thy bowels to make thy belly to swell and thy thigh to rot. And the woman shall say, Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. And the priest shall write these curses. So the, the woman is saying, Amen, means so be it, so be it. She's in agreement. Okay, if I went aside, then this is what's going to happen. If I didn't go aside... Then this is what's going to happen. Read on. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three, and the priest shall write these curses in a book and shall blot them out with the bitter water. Mm-hmm. And he shall cause the woman to drink the bitter water that causes the curse, and the water that causes the curse shall enter into her and become bitter. Go ahead. Then the priest shall take the jealousy offering out of the woman's hand and shall wave the offering before the Lord and offer it upon the altar. And mm-hmm. the priest shall take a handful of the offering, even the memorial thereof, and burn it upon the altar, and afterward shall cause the woman to drink the water. Mm-hmm. We are. And when he has made her to drink the water, then it shall come to pass, that if she be defiled and have done trespass against her husband, that the water shall cause the, causeth 
excuse me, the water that causes the curse shall enter into her and become bitter, and her belly shall swell, and her thighs shall rot, and the woman shall be a curse among her people. Right. So she wasn't going to go around free and like, okay, whatever. You know, this is a common thing. She was going to go and be a curse amongst her people. Now, she couldn't be put to death because the scripture says that what? You had to have two or three witnesses for any person to put to death, right? Right. But people were going to know that, yeah, this is what you've done because that curse of the Lord was going to be upon her. So it wasn't going to go up. People were going to see that like, yo, that woman's a whore because, look, she went there and she drunk a bit of water and that's what's happened to her. So it was going to be a sign. She wasn't going to go around like, you know, okay, well, I've just had, you know, I've committed adultery against my husband and it's no big deal thing like it is today. You know, go ahead. So that was if she did it, okay? Because sometimes, hey, brothers are crazy. You know, you get crazy, like, you're too jealous. And then sometimes it's true. You're just jealous. But to 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 cure that and remedy that, to remedy that, what? There was a procedure. So go ahead. All right, verse 28. And if the woman be not defiled but be clean, then she shall be free and shall conceive seed. So what does it mean, she shall be free and she shall conceive seed? Basically, she'll be... Oh, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. Well, basically, she'll no, be yeah. free from that from that curse because she was she was innocent. So huh? she'll be free from the curse. She'll be free from the oath that uh, she took. And she will also, whenever they do come together again, she will also conceive seed, meaning that she will also get pregnant. Right. And it's going to be his baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truly. She shall conceive seed. So, I mean, the Lord is going to bless that couple with a child. Like, look, that man was going to have to deal with her as a wife because she's free. She's innocent. Read on. Already. <clears throat> Verse 29. It says, this is the law of jealousy when a wife goes aside to another instead of her husband and is defiled. Or when the spirit of jealousy cometh upon him and he be jealous over his wife. And shall set the woman before the Lord, and the priest shall execute upon her all this law. Then shall the man be guiltless from iniquity, and this woman shall bear her iniquity. Right. So you just couldn't put the woman away. Like, okay, I've got a feeling. I don't understand, you know, certain things I'm seeing. You know, there was no DNA test back then. But this is what was this is what was done. They were brought before the priest. It was a spiritual thing. Because it is a spiritual thing. Adultery is a spiritual thing. Jealousy is a spiritual thing. And it was brought before the priest of the Lord to be dealt with. And in saying that, um, if you're jealous against your wife, don't bring her to me or any of her brothers because we not, we're not Levites and we're not performing this procedure. There's no temple anymore for us to perform this procedure. There's no more sacrifices anymore. The best thing right. you do is to send up your prayers to the Most High because he is the revealer of secrets. Just like Christ said, whatever is done in darkness shall be brought to the light. You just got to have faith in, in the name of Jesus Christ that he's going to bear it out and examine yourselves. Because a lot of times what happens is men and women, they choose badly. They choose spouses badly based upon what? His hair look nice. So my child going to have nice hair. Or he got money. Or she you knows she's very shapely. You know, they don't choose people based upon based upon, you know, who the person are or, or getting to know them or what their personality is. They basically, oh, I saw him. 
and the first night I slept with him. I saw her in the first night I slept with her. And furthermore, they're not dealing with the scriptures. They're not trying to find a man of the Lord. That's boring. He boring. They're not trying to find a woman of the Lord. She boring dealing with that Bible stuff, man. I want someone to the rump shaker. Then the same person who they deal with, they call him a dog, he's no good, or she's a whore, she's a slut, but you're the one that chose this person. Now, I want to play another clip because when you listen to that woman, it wasn't a laughing matter. It sounded like she was in a great deal of pain, right or wrong, brothers? Right or right. Yeah. Before you play that clip, can I read the last two verses again? Because there's something very important there. Sure, go ahead. I, I just want to make sure we, we didn't overlook something. I'm going to read mm-hmm. numbers 5, verses 30 and 31. Mm-hmm. Let me start at 29. It says, this is the law of jealousy when a wife goes aside to another instead of her husband and is defiled, or when the spirit of jealousy cometh upon him and he be jealous over his wife and shall set the woman before the Lord and the priest shall execute upon her all this law. Now, what I want is in 31. It says, thus, it says, then shall the man be guiltless from iniquity, and this woman shall bear her iniquity. So we're looking at the whole thing of a man being jealous over his wife. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that's almost going to look like it looks like it's going into a man bearing hatred toward his wife and bearing a grudge against his wife, which is sin according to the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, because you, I mean, it goes into you having those bad feelings in your heart. Right. Because it's not love. Love work of no ill towards his neighbor. So you're not supposed to have those bad feelings in your heart towards your wife. You're only supposed to have love in your heart for your wife, love in your heart for your husband. You're not supposed to be looking at your wife, ah, you dealt with some other dude. You dealt with some other dude. You dealt with some other dude. And you can't trust in what she's saying. You know, that's a serious problem. That's a very serious okay. problem, you know. Because okay. how are you going to be uh, one flesh? There's always going to be that splinter there. So how how was it removed in the past was what? This was a procedure. How is it removed now that we have to have faith in Christ that, you know, whatever the truth is, like Christ said, the things that are done in darkness shall be brought to the light. It's not going to be in darkness forever. You know, and if you're doing what's right according to what the scriptures are saying, the Lord's gonna bring it out. He's gonna let you suffer forever. Exactly. But, um, like it says in uh, like in Proverbs thirty one, it says that the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Right. But if you if your brothers don't mind me adding on to that, you know, at the same time, men, you got to be making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do according to the scriptures, first and foremost. You got to make sure that you are being that example, first and foremost. You got to make sure that you are repenting and you learning and you going to the fruits of the spirit. Mm. You know. Because if not, and she's just and and this woman that you claim to be your wife, she all she sees is a dog or a man that carries himself in an unruly fashion outside of the scriptures, then you know, and I'm not justifying the woman's actions. I'm not justifying the woman's actions, but what is to prohibit her from going out and committing adultery against a man if a man ain't dealing right, first and foremost, according to Christ? Mm. Now, if I'm wrong, then by all means, let me know I'm wrong. Crickets. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're going to play 
this uh this next clip and um basically it's a, a situation where the woman is now bringing her husband and this other man she's basically confessing well this child may not be yours kind of uh situation So it's not the man this time, it's the woman. So we could go ahead and move on with our lives to get this behind us. When the secret came out that Charles could be my baby's father, I was upset, I was hurt because I didn't want Corey to find out that way. I was scared that the results might say that Corey is not the father and it's going to hurt him. But Kendra, who do you think is the father? Corey. Who do you think Aaliyah looks like? Corey. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> When the last time you and Kendra slept with each other? Did you have sex with him a week ago? Answer the question, yes or no? Wow. I didn't catch all of that. Help me out, please. Wow. She was, he was asking her, you know, when's the last, he asked the man, the other guy, his name is Charles, mm-hmm. did y'all, when's the last time y'all had sex? And he's like, right. be honest. And the guy said, a week ago. And so he's asking his wife, he's like, is it true you and Charles had sex a week ago? And she said, yes, I did. So with that being said, think that this child's going to be his baby? Wow. (laughs) I'm about to say, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) all right, let's let's, let's see if we can hear some more of this. I don't care what you all think about Lakendra and everything else. But you be the best father you can be to that little girl, right? When it comes to five-month-old Aaliyah, Corey, you are not. So the husband, he's not the father. So now they got the... um, the next DNS test to see this guy Charles, who she's um, committing adultery with, if if he's a father or not. When when it comes to five months old Aaliyah, Charles, you are the father. If you all work it out, you be a good father, and look at the pain that you caused for this. Man. That was a man crying. That was a man crying. That was a man. That was a man crying. Now I'm going back to the scripture where it says, "Where Christ said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest.' Because that's pain, man. That's what our people are going through. They're going through pain every day on this level. Because that's what Satan is doing for our people. Satan is giving people that, letting them have that sin for a season, for a time, and it's destroying them. 
It's just, it's destroying them. So here it is, a man thinking the child is his, holding the child, the child, you know, bonding with the child, and then the the secret comes out. And it wasn't that the woman revealed it, it came out. Because that's what the scripture says. Whatever is done in darkness shall be brought to the light. People will try to hide these things. Even even our beloved uh King David in the script, he tried to hide it. He tried that man going down there to deal with your wife, man. Cause what? She was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Going there to deal with your wife. So he think, Oh, I had sex with wife, it's my baby. But he knew and she knew. So just like in this situation, the guy knows he's having sex with the woman. The woman knows she's having sex with the guy. Maybe a possibility is not your baby. But they're going to make a man believe it anyway. And oftentimes because the the man who the woman is sleeping with, who's really the father, is really not suitable to be a father. So they choose some sucker or some man they know, oh, he's a nice guy and, you know, he's he likes children. But other guy, you know, he was just a good booty call that hit it right, you know. But he wasn't—he wasn't a person that was going to be a good father to a child. He was just a good sex partner. I got a scripture for that. Go ahead. Proverbs six twenty-six. It says, "For by means of a whorish woman is a man brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life." Yeah. Because the adulteress, showing you going into that whole thing about that woman hunting for the precious life, she knows okay. Just like the example you brought out, this guy's going to support me. This guy's going to be able to provide for me. So I'm going to get him to take care of all of the things that I need to be taken care of. But I'm going to still be able to dispute on the side to get my rocks off. Mm. But the dude that's sitting there supporting this woman and fulfilling that role of a father and a husband, when he's not, when that man is not guided by the scriptures as far as how he's supposed to deal with the woman, because we, as men, we don't think about those things. When we, when we, you know, in our, in our, the lust of our flesh, oh, she got a big old butt, oh, she got big old boobs, uh, just, you know, just going into the whole outward appearance of a woman, oh, well, I got good credit, I got my house, I got my car, I got a good job, you know, I'm going to make a good husband, so let me find a woman with a big old boobs. We don't think about these things at that moment, because it says mm-hmm. by the means of a whorish woman is a man bought to a piece of bread, meaning if that's what you're looking at in a woman, as far as a wife is concerned, or if you're looking at women in that way, period, even if you ain't trying to wife them, you're just looking for a one-night stand or whatever. It says, for by means of a horse woman, a man is bought to a piece of bread, meaning you will be gone, excuse me, you will lose all of your substance. You will go broke. You will be bought to a piece of bread. That's yeah, why you're saying that I let down support like that. It didn't say a loaf of bread. It said a piece of bread. <laughs> a piece of bread. A piece of bread. And it said the adulterers will hunt for the precious life. So these these... Women that have those demonic spirits on them, yeah, she, they're looking for men up. that's like this to take advantage of them. Oh, he's a sucker. Yeah, he's he looks like a one that you know I can get over on. Yeah, he's like one of those nice guys. Yeah, because what they know the guy that's out there that's a, a pimp called Slipback, Slickback, that's damn beating up women. Nah, he ain't right to take care of no child. So guess what? I'll have sex with him. But I'm not going to look for him to raise my child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I see it's a good time for us to take a break. And um, everyone stay tuned because we're going to come back and we're going to be going over some more of this uh, 
Maury. Maury, are you the father? Maury. Are you not the father? You know, what's the problem with our people? So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works that come to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m., all Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11.30 a.m. Easter Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now Please dial 646-716-7749. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one eight seven seven eight seven one one seven one two. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video, biblical lessons, and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. People murdering, killing in this society. Bodies are falling on every single side of me. Rapists are running rampant, so what a drug addict. We're living in the last days of the final madness. Teenage mothers giving birth to rebellious children. Rebellious children hate their brothers, and then they kill them. Wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, evidence, 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 evidence. That it's hard time to wake out of your secret state. Before Christ returns to set these wicked demons straight. So tune in to blogradio.com. 
know it's like to be obese, don't be alarmed, moving closely and there's one thing you will see, to get your life right, repentance is the key. Tune in to Repentance is the Key at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday to learn more about repentance in Christ. Religion is not the answer. The Bible, the Heavenly Father, and Christ is the answer. So tune in. Shalom. Somebody else, the daddy. Or you gotta be crying, and you find out the realization that the woman who you thought was faithful, true to you, is a lying, cheating hoe. <laughs> and uh, so far, we've gone 100% to the <laughs> to that you're not the father. But we got some more coming up. And we're going to say, is it or is this a problem? Brothers, yes or no? Come on. Is this a problem? It's a problem. Is it a problem? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, I mean, the uh, call-in number, we take in calls. So if you want to call in, the call-in number is 646 you know, if you got a question or a comment, you want to comment on this, then we we welcome your your call to call in, or you know, you you put something in the chat room. You agree, you disagree. You know, is it just a woman's business, or you know, men are just supposed to take care of the children? You know, matter no matter what the woman says, you know, is that okay? But um, I want to play another clip and go into some more scriptures because it is fornication it is fornication our people going out and they having these sexual relationships but they have not um <laughs> they're not married in some cases the people are married that makes it even worse but they're not married in the lord they're married according to the world and we've done shows on 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 that on on several occasions people go out and they have these different marriage vows and they put rings on their fingers, but are they in the Lord? But this clip I'm gonna this clip I'm gonna play. The woman actually is going to explain. She confesses at the end. So let's listen to this. And we, we wanna hear the reasons why. And we're gonna go into the scriptures and deal with that. The three-month-old Amazing. Al. The results are coming up. Is Al the father of her three kids? Al, Al, Al. Three paternity tests. What? It said three children? Come on, man. Three children. Let's see. And three absolutely stunning results. When it comes... 
to three-month-old Emil. Mm-hmm. Al, you are not. I can't bring it out, sir. Oh, my God. Come on, bring it on. We got to hear yeah. Oh, my one. God. We want to hear all the Come results. On <laughs> Come on with it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Zero. What were you were you not hearing is that this man has been with this woman for eight years and he's been taking care of these three children, which he said was his. Yeah. When, it, when, when it comes to one-year-old Kalen, Al, you are not. Was it 
someone you were seeing steady, or was it someone just like? I mean, if me and Al had broke up, and it was a guy that, you know, I was mad at him, I did what I did. Is he a good guy? Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. I think he's going to stand up and do what he's supposed to do. Okay. This is one of those shocking DNA results of the past few years. One of the most shocking DNA tests the last few years. So she I'm knew. Sorry, that she knew there was another guy. Good night. I'm, 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 I'm searching for for the proper words to say. Huh? I said I'm, I'm searching for the proper words to say before I say anything because that's a whole bunch of mess. Yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly. So she was mad at him three times. Three times they broke up. Even even that's a lie. That's not a true confession. But I want to read this scripture. This is Ephesians four verse twenty six. Because she said she did it because she was angry. She was mad at him, and that's the reason why she did it. This is what the scripture says about that anger. It says, "Be angry and sin not." Did she commit a sin, brother? She did. Well, okay. So the scripture says, "Be angry." We get angry. But we're not supposed to go into sin. Sin is transgression of law. When you read First John 3, verse 4, you know, I know a lot of Christians have problems with that because they think Christ nailed all, all your sins. You can't sin anymore. Christ nailed them to the cross, but you can sin. Christ, Christ died and took our sins away so we could have a second chance. So it's like you're getting, you're getting pardoned by the president. So you get a presidential pardon for whatever you did or whatever things that you did. Now, can you go and do those things again? Is no. that a get out, is that a get out of jail? Okay, you got part like uh who's it? Uh Nixon got pardoned for the Watergate thing. Now can you go and start going stealing secrets into another could he do that again? No. no, no. If he did that again he would eat another pardon, right? No. And it's in Hebrews that Christ isn't coming down every year or every day to die for your sins over. He did that one time. So we exactly. now we've become the sacrifice. So you're supposed to live a righteous life. You're supposed to follow the example of Christ. Once you learn, you say, okay, look, adultery is wrong. I'm not supposed to be sleeping around. I'm not supposed to be committing fornication. Now you're supposed to live that, let the spirit of Christ come in you, and you're supposed to live that example that he left for us to follow. Not I'm going to commit fornication, and then on, on a Sunday, which is the wrong day to gather and worship, is not the Sabbath. I'm going to go and, and, and repent of my sins and put a few money, money in the pot, and then I'm going to do the same thing this week. Friday night just got paid, looking to get laid, and all this kind of foolishness and madness. That's well, not right. One. Yeah, man. Look at, the, look at that example that Christ gave us in the scriptures, of which uh, the woman was taken in the very act of adultery. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Christ basically exposed the hypocrisy of the persons who were accusing her, he told mm-hmm. her, he told her straight up, he said, Go and sin no more. That mm. is the true meaning, the true essence of repentance. We learn, we admit that what we were doing was wrong, and then we don't go back and do it. We don't go back and do it again. Right. In other words, we're supposed to learn from mistakes and get better, not go backward like the scripture says, but get better and grow more in those spirits towards that stature of Christ. Right, right. So she said she was angry. The other mm-hmm. woman said, there's only one man that I love, and that's Darnell. Well, Romans 13 and 10 says, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. If you love somebody, 
you're not doing anything ill. When it says ill, means you're not doing anything to cause them pain or to hurt them. Do you think it is hurtful for a woman to say to a man, this is your child and it isn't? Uh, is that hurtful? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Huh? Well, well, she, if she's evil, it's not. <laughs> if she's evil, it's like, okay, hell, I'm, it's just a mean story. I'm not talking about what she thinks. I'm, I don't care about what someone that I'm. We're looking at what the scripture says. Is that an ill to your neighbor? Yes, oh, it is. Most yeah. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. If you love somebody, you're not doing anything to hurt them. You're not doing anything to cause them pain. But the thing is, people think, oh, well, um, maybe in her mind, maybe it played out like this, brothers. Okay, after she got pregnant with the guy, she was 100% faithful. Because that's the half-truth that people love to tell, that women love to tell. They tell part of the truth, but not the whole truth. No, we have to be 100% honest, <laughs> not half-truths. Half-truths are lies. I'll feed you a little bit of the truth, and then, well, well I wasn't so, um, uh, uh, so much forthcoming with the rest of the truth. Love work of no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is a filling of the law. So people don't have really have an understanding what true love is and what love is according to the scriptures. They understand that love into the world. You see it all the time. Men cheat on women. Baby, I love you. Baby, you know I love you. She didn't mean nothing to me. If you loved your wife or your woman or your girlfriend or whatever, then would you cheat on her? Nope. No. <laughs> if you loved your husband, your boyfriend or whatever... Would you be calling the baby his when it's not? You wouldn't do that. You say, look, it's over. I've dealt with this other man. I can't, you know, this is other man's child or whatever. You know? It's just a bad situation that our people are in. It's the state of the world that the world is in. That's why we need the Christ, the the true Christ, to come back and set this thing aright. Go ahead. You got something you want to bring up? Yeah, I got 1 Corinthians 3, and I'm going to read 18 through 20. It says, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. So we're mm-hmm. looking at the things of this world and what the world considers wise. The world considers to, uh, ride that horse before you buy it. I got to test drive it. They consider that wisdom. Okay. Mm. They consider boyfriend and girlfriend wisdom. They consider, you know, well, y'all ain't married, so if he make you mad, girl, you just going out and, and get you something to get him back. Uh, we ain't married, so, you know, I can get me a little bit on the side. You know, I got my bottom my bottom B or my bottom girl, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's just a little thing, I, a little cut up I get on the side. Mm. But, these are the things that the world considers wise. But it says that those are the things that are foolishness with God. Well, if I just provide, you know, I make enough money and I buy stuff, you know, that, that's going to you know, keep her faithful. No, it's not. Because people mm. don't understand, see, when we want to follow the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of our own hearts, then that's what it means when the Lord says he takes the wise in their own craftiness, meaning that we are going to fall again and again and again. And we're going to find ourselves in these situations that have no remedy outside of repentance through Christ because we didn't want to follow the Lord in the first place. Right. Because the, the man or that woman is thinking, oh, well, my love is going to keep me faithful. Listen, the fear the Lord told us, if we as men and women fear the Heavenly Father, 
it's first and foremost in the beginning. If that's the foundation of our relationship, then it's not a matter of, oh, well, how much I love my wife. That's just going to be the icing on the cake. But the mm. thing that's going to keep a man or a woman faithful in any relationship is ultimately their own fear of the Heavenly Father and their own, uh, uh, basically, the, the thing that drives them to do what's right. Mm. Listen, I want to serve the Heavenly Father. This is what's driving me to do what's right. And me showing my love to my wife is an, an example of that, but that's not just the sole foundation of it because that's why a man or a woman can sit there with a straight face and, and in their mind actually mean it. I love you and can look at you with a, with a straight face and say that and then just go turn right around and spread their legs and deal with another dude or stick their penis up in another woman. But mm-hmm. people don't understand that. But because we don't want to deal with the Lord and the commandments, we want to circumvent all of that other stuff. Oh, Lord, I don't want to deal with all that. That's, that's too many rules. Then you're going to continue to find yourself in these situations. Hmm. That's, just, that's, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And um, well said. And what it is, what our people is dealing with is is fornication. And I want us to go to the book of Jude and read the seventh verse. Because people know Sodom and Gomorrah. When they think about Sodom and Gomorrah, what do they think about automatically? Homosexuality. They think about homosexuality. But there was much more than just homosexuality was going on there. There was fornication. There was adultery. There was many more things going on there. But there's an interesting point I want to bring out dealing with Sodom and Gomorrah. Read that in Jude and read the seventh verse. It's the first chapter and the seventh verse. There's only one chapter. Go ahead. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So it was it's telling you that they gave themselves over to fornication. And it was set forth, for example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So the Lord firebombed that place because they was wicked as hell. So let's go to uh, Isaiah, the third chapter in the eighth verse. Well, don't you know the Lord compares the children of Israel to Sodom and Gomorrah? Read on. All right. This is Isaiah chapter 3, verse 8. It says, For Jerusalem is ruined, and Judah is fallen, because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. So when is this? This is speaking about thousands of years ago. They were in that mindset. So if this was thousands of years ago, it has to be much worse than it was then. Read on. They show of their countenance. Excuse me. The show of their countenance doth witness against them, and they declare their sin as Sodom. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. So what do women think? When they've been dealing with another man and they come on these shows, that what? The truth isn't going to come out? Wow. So it's saying what? They show they, their countenance, the witness against them, and they declare their sin inside them. They're a bunch of fornicators and freaks. Because when you can, like you saw the woman, they're bawling, crying out. Because what? Everybody knows that you're a whore now. Your family, your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your auntie, all the people in the community. So everywhere this woman goes, you said that this guy was your father, not the father. 
So they people are not ashamed of that. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul. For they have rewarded evil unto themselves. And that's what's happening. That's what people are doing. They're bringing evil and wickedness upon themselves by not listening and observing what the Lord is telling us to do every day. Because the word is going forth throughout the world, and people are ignoring it. They'd rather make a covenant with death. They'd rather have sin for a season rather than discipline themselves to the right the, the right words of the scriptures, the fruitful words of the scriptures, the holy words of the Most High in Christ, the words that's going to heal you, the words that's going to bring you peace and rest. No, I don't want to do that. I want to go and sleep with some woman and then have three or four babies, say they're not mine, then come on some uh, uh, TV show, then find out they are mine, then you look like a fool, the woman looks like a fool, and then the children look like a fool. Because imagine the, the, the child that... Uh, is in dispute on this show, they're going to grow up, ah, ha, ha, your mom's a hoe. Your mom's a hoe. She won an Amori show. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Don't look at my daddy. He's not your daddy. That They're going to go through that ridicule and that shame where it all could be resolved by, let's go to Hebrews 13 and 4, brothers. Another scripture says that if the Lord had not left the small remnant, that we should all be as as the children of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because that's people out there going there, going out there, having sex, thinking that this is the normal thing because this is what they see on TV and the movie stars are doing it and the the the, the, the television shows, the teenager shows. Look, you have your little boyfriend, girlfriend, and they're dealing with teenager sex and they're having sex education where they want to give the children condoms and stuff. No, that's not the way that we're supposed to go. Throw that away. That's why the, the, the scripture says, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Because what's in this world is wickedness. The whole world lieth in wickedness. All of it. You can't deal with it. It's defiled. So the only thing that we can deal with is the words of Christ and what he's telling us, with it, telling us what we should do. So read that, brothers. Hebrews 13 is, and 4. This is Hebrews 13 and verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all. And the bed undefiled. So what is, what is undefiled? What's honorable? Boyfriend, girlfriend? Marriage. Okay, okay. Marriage is honorable. Marriage. Marriage. Is it talking about the marriage? Will you get uh you get the the uh, uh the the marriage license and then you walking down the aisle, or is it talking about the marriage in Christ? Marriage in Christ. Because it's two different people said people some people may be confused. That's why you got you, maybe maybe we need to talk to you some more about marriage. Maybe we need to explain some more about marriage cuz the marriage of this world is not the marriage in Christ. Because you got you know, women women want to raise up above the man. Men want to appease women and act like they don't have no 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 penis or no no uh <laughs> testicles. Well, they don't have no testicles. Men are men in, in in this day and age. There's many, many men that are the servants of women. They're not the servants of the Most High in Christ. We're supposed to serve the Lord. The Lord is our head. We're not supposed to serve women. But there's many men that serve in women, and that's why they're going the hell off. 
That's why they're complaining. That's why they get caught up in the situations where the woman is taking advantage of them because what? They're not serving the Lord. Because if they're serving the Lord, if they're serving the Lord, they're going to see how a man is supposed to be and they're going to see how a woman is supposed to be. They're like, wait a minute. This is how I'm supposed to deal. This is how I'm supposed to be a husband. It tells you that in Ephesians. The fifth chapter. It tells you how your wife is supposed to respond and act. And if she's not going to, going in accordance to a line to the scriptures, you like, hey, wait a minute. This is not right. More so, even before that, before you get a wife, you're supposed to see, is this woman wife material? Is this man husband material? Is this a woman I want to have a child with and be with for the rest of my life and be dealing with a child? No. People don't do that because they're not measuring Using the scriptures as a measure to measure one another, more importantly, to measure themselves before they measure others. Now, you want to say something? No, the only, thing I was, the only question I wanted to ask you and the brother Abacha would be, it sounds like what we need to do, if it's the Lord's will, one day, is we put together a show about a true marriage in Christ. I mean, you're alluding to it now. But yeah. Lord willing, one day we put together a show, really getting into what a true marriage is according to the Bible. Going into Adam, they're bringing it up to Christ, giving some examples out of the scriptures of what the Lord established as uh, what a marriage is, and at the same time define the role of the husband, define the role of the wife. And, and, and bring in the children as well. Is it possible we can do a show like that one day? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we've done shows in the past, but definitely we can put together a show and and, and do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely we can do that in a show. But the scripture says marriage is honorable and all. Marriage is honorable law. Marriage that's in the Lord. When a man, he's in the Lord, he's following the scriptures according to Christ. A woman that's in the Lord, she's following the scriptures according to Christ. No, none of this, um, I'm going to have my way or, you know, it's, it's 50-50. No, you're one flesh. It's not two halves. You're supposed to become one. And the scriptures say, how can two walk together, least they be agreed? That's in Amos, the third chapter. So, the next part says, but whoremongers, adulterers and whoremongers, God will judge. So how is he judging them? How's he judging the men that's going out there and they're not dealing right in the Lord? You will find yourself in a situation where a woman's done put the child on you and you don't have a clue. That's judgment. Or the Lord is judging you. You didn't go out and have sex or fornication with a woman or many women. And now you got three or four kids for the rest of your life or 18 years to deal with and pay child support. I know this one guy who... He he's paying child support, and one day he came home. His check was one dollar. His check was one dollar. Wow. One dollar. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna go and 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 cash that? You might as well just hand it over to the people. The charges to cash the check is more than one dollar. And just like Maestro Z, or child support, diseases, you can't see your children, all these are punishments of the Lord because what? We didn't want to hawk and we didn't want to listen to what he said, be married. 
find a woman that's in the Lord. First of all, a man has to be a man in the scriptures. Before you go, oh, you got to be Sarah. Oh, she's a hoe. Well, if she's a hoe, guess what? You're a hoe. You're a whore. Men always love to put that on women, all going all the way back from Adam. You were supposed to be the man. You were the one that's supposed to be in charge and control. No, you don't be in charge and control. That's why many of these women, when they when when they uh, find out, okay, he's not the husband or he is the husband or the man cheated or he did something, like, all right, he's going to have to get out of my house. That's the woman because the man doesn't have a home. He's in that, uh, you know, baby boy stage. A woman's going to take care of me. You're supposed to take care of your wife. And y'all supposed to be there taking care of one another, helping one another in the Lord. But that's not happening in this day and age. And it's something very much so that our people have to repent of. But I want to play this this next clip. And I want you brothers to listen and see what scripture pops to mind. Is it gonna is gonna pop to mind? Let's play this next clip. This is Jennifer. If anybody ever made, felt that they made a mistake by saying one wrong thing, Jennifer is. Because now she's devastated. Her husband is denying her precious two-year, two-month-old son, D'Angelo. Because three weeks ago, Jennifer says she made the biggest mistake of her life when out of anger, during an argument, she told her husband that he was not the father of their son. And since that day, Jennifer says her marriage has completely fallen apart. Not only is Jason denying D'Angelo, he has stopped taking care of him as well. Jennifer says it's been such a struggle that she's even had to sell her bed to buy formula so the baby could eat. This is Jennifer's devastating story. My husband, Jason, is denying our two-month-old baby, D'Angelo. My husband, Jason, is my soulmate, and he needs to look to me. A few weeks ago, we were arguing, and I made the biggest, the biggest mistake of my life. I told him that he wasn't D'Angelo's father. I didn't mean to say it, but I did. It just came out wrong. I told him over and over what I said was a lie. He doesn't want to believe me. Now he just calls me all types of names. I just want my husband to know that this is a sign and that I want to be a happy family again. I'm 100% positive that my husband is the father of my baby. You're 100% positive. But you hurt him where it would hurt him most. He loved that baby. Yes. And then, why could you possibly say he wasn't the father? Because he made me that angry that I just said you aren't the father. And I didn't mean to say it. That baby looks like him. Yeah. Did you ever cheat on Jason? No. Never did? No. My name is Jason. I'm here today. So I don't think I'm the father of my wife's baby. I think my wife, Jennifer, lied to me and she cheated on me. I've been cheating on before. And I allowed it to myself that I'd never let it happen again. How my wife that I married for love sat there and told me that this might not be my baby. She said she said it out of anger, but I don't believe her. I'm angry. I'm upset. My whole marriage is falling apart, and I can't handle it. 
I just can't deal with this anymore. I need to know the truth. I need to know answers. I will divorce Jennifer. But this ain't my child. Here's your husband, Jason. Jason, come on out. Jason. Jason. Yeah? Why weren't you able to accept? I'm so sorry, Jason. I didn't mean it. I was just angry. You just hurt me with what you said, and I just said it out of anger, and, and you just can't believe it. You have a child. Yeah. You get, you know, you have that, you have that bond. I don't have that bond. Does he? Does not look like me. He doesn't have my eyes. He don't have my nose. You know, I, I don't have no feelings at all towards him. We've only been married two months. You know, we got married on Valentine's Day, and I'm not going through this again. I'm not. I went through it. So you've been, in other words, you've been burned before. I've been burned. I don't trust women. They all, they, they scandalous. They lie. They ain't worth really? nothing. <laughs> You're gonna make this a good marriage. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make everything right. You're gonna be able to provide for I'm this child. I'm gonna do everything, but it's to what me and her been through. We've sat there, been from here. She says she loves you. I what we've been through is just so hard. We were sit there. We've been homeless. We've been sitting there living in homeless, had nothing to eat, right? nothing. Right. And then they come and tell me that I ain't the baby daddy? Right. No. If you're the father, yeah. you're going to get back in that child's life? Yeah. You're gonna, do you have a job now? Yeah. You're going to provide for that child? Yeah. Okay. All right. Why don't? She says she never cheated. You don't believe her? I don't believe her. Well, let's find out right now, okay? Let's find out. When it comes to two months old, our marriage will be over. I swear to God, if this is not my child, it's over with. When it comes to two months old, D'Angelo, Jason, you are not a child. We will help you. Okay? We will help you. We will help you try to find the father. We will. And we will help you provide for that child. Do you hear me? We will, we will give you formula. Okay? We'll give you formula so you can feed that child. Dead. Okay? See, that's all right. what I'm talking about. All these good men. You hear me? I'm glad for paternity tests for good men like me. She thought it was yours. Thought you could have been as with me. I could have dealt with the fact if you were pregnant by somebody else. But don't sit there and lie to me. I hate that. I hate li I hate lies. It's just like a thief. That's why I can't trust women. Because real real guys get screwed over like this all the time. Okay. <laughs> so you heard it. You heard what was said, what scriptures came to mind. We already dealt with that anger. But there's one scripture that I thought of that came to my mind when I was listening to this. Brothers, you got anything you want to say? What scriptures came to, to your mind? Huh? I have a scripture, but yeah? I have something that's 
I, I want to. I'm going. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here just for a brief second. Okay. And I, I, I know I'm gonna catch some slack for this, but it's relevant. Cause what, what was that? Who was that comedian? Was uh, Cat Williams? And he was talking about the women always talking about all men are dogs and this that and the other. He said, "Well, no, you need to correct that. All the men that you dealt with are dogs, so you need to find out what's wrong with your stuff that keep attracting no good dudes." Right. It's the same thing for this dude. He says, oh, I can't trust women. All women are just liars and this, that, and other. Well, maybe you should get making bad choices. Yep. You ain't never seen it. never stopped to think about that. Wicked All women are given to as a portion to a wicked man. Yeah, so that, that's a bunch of crap. But the, the scripture I had was Proverbs 26 and 22. And it says, the words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. So she said that out of anger to hurt him, even though we know now that basically the truth basically just came out, and it's, that's you know that that's how it came came about. But it shows you the power of words, because mm. a talebearer basically that's somebody going around telling lies and starting up rumors, so forth and so on. But mm-hmm. she said that out of anger, she told this tale to wound him. And it mm. went down into the innermost parts of his belly. That's like an internal wound or internal bleeding or something. You can't just fix that. that that's something that requires, you know, some, some delicate surgery or something to fix. It's a grievous wound. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> that's what's needed. Zop, would you have, Man. you know, what scriptures you had or what was your thoughts well, when you heard that? It's, it's devastating, first and foremost. It's, it's devastating. And it doesn't matter if it's, if it was a you know intended a comment intended to hurt the man or vice versa, uh, man making comment uh, intended to hurt the woman. First and foremost, it's devastating. Secondly, uh, we went over the scripture uh, that talked about uh, the uh, you know the adulteress will hunt for the precious life, so forth and so on. And um, I wanted to read this scripture as well. This is Romans 12 and 17. It says, "Recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men." And the reason why that came to mind, per se, is because of the fact that, you know, when we get into arguments, you know, it, 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 especially heated heated arguments, you know, it, it, the focus now becomes, I want to I wanna hurt this person or I want to say things to hurt that person. What the scripture says, recompense to no man evil for evil. If someone does something to offend you, your, your, your reaction should be not to think about what can I do to hurt this person back or what can I do to make this person feel the hurt that I'm feeling. No. Not not excusing what this what, what this young lady did because that's fornication. But the the what the scripture that, that came to mind per se, as I said before, was this scripture because we find that happening a lot in relationships, marriages, in which somebody does something to you or something is done and the other person takes it as an offense and then the first thing that that person offended wants to do is to get back at the person who did the offending. Mm. Mm. I want to read this one scripture because it says she, she came out and said she was angry. We dealt with that. Uh, what the scriptures tell you that um, be angry but sin not. So she did this to hurt him. But the scriptures also say our Lord and Savior also said something else. This is Matthew 12 and 43. It says, O generation of vipers, how can you be an evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
So the Most High had her, made her reveal this thing. She said it out of anger, but that was always in her mind. She always knew, you ain't the, you're not the father of this child, man. <laughs> that was in her heart. So she spoke it. It came out of her mouth. It was already there in her head. And then what? It slipped. Because even when you listen to it, she said it came out, but it wasn't how I wanted to say it. Because she didn't want to say it at all. So what happened? It came out and it found out that what? He wasn't the father of this child. Not at all. Now, I've got another clip I'm going to play. And this is this is the last uh, clip of the day. And basically to set it up for you, it's one guy and four children. So there's three women, and they're all saying that this guy is the father of their children. So let's listen and see what's going on. Everyone, Ashley here is 21. Next to her, Ramzia is 22. Next to her, Latrice is 24. Three women, they've got one mission to prove to this man, Edwin, that he fathered all four of their children. Four of them. Now. So we have Ashley's two-year-old son, Quincy. Rondia's two children. Two children. Two-year-old Ishan and nine-month-old Inaya. And Latrice's ten-month-old son, Caden. Watch this. I have a two-year-old sir. His name's Quincy. I got a two-year-old named Sean. And a nine-month-old named Inaya. I got a ten-month-old son with Edwin named Caden. Even though we had like a little quickie or whatever, I know that he is Caden's daddy. And I have my kids. And my family found out. They told me to get out of their house. Gave up a home. Found me just to be with a jerk. I don't have a kid to rest. Within two years, he ain't done nothing for my son. I, I just I can't do it no more. I need help. I can't buy formula. I can't buy diapers. I can't buy clothes. I don't have nobody to help me. His life was going to be there for him. So much for the independent woman, huh? All these women are asking for help. And I'm telling you, I have children. Um, Zach, I know you have children. Um, Abaja, I know, Lord willing, you're going to have children in a few of these brothers engaged. In, in well on his way. <laughs> well on his way. And children, you need help to deal with these children, man. So anyone say, I don't need no man, you're a damn liar. I'm going to say it, true. And I dare any woman to correct me, raising a child on their own is difficult, and you want someone to help you. Hey guys, you sitting back not doing nothing. That is unfair. We are fed up. We are tired. We are exhausted. It's just not right. I'm being accused of being a father of four babies by three women. The first girl, Ashley, she had a boyfriend at the time, so it ain't no telling who that baby daddy could be. And the second girl, Rumsville, we was on the ghetto for like six months, on and off. She got two kids. Them kids don't even look black. They look Mexican. And the last girl, Latrice, I know I'm not her baby father. She had sex with the whole city. I mean, she freaked out. Latrice, Rumsville, and Ashley, y'all ain't nothing but hoes. Ho, ho, ho. And I ain't the Santa Claus. 
Father of any of these children? No, not that I know of. You with Ashley? Yeah, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ramzia, you ever sleep with her? Yeah. You sleep with Latrice? Yeah. You know what happens if you sleep with somebody you don't use protection, right? Yeah. So, so why would they be pinning this on you? Why? Because, you know, I get a very low. Swag or something. So, you know. If she knew he was broke, why'd she deal with him? <laughs> Your father would be sitting with him. If I'm a father, I'm going to do what I do. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. Your son is the oldest. When it comes to two-year-old Quincy, Edwin, you are the father. When it comes to two-year-old Ishan with Ramzia, the oldest there, you are the father. You are not. Edwin, you are the father. The nine month old Inaya Edwin, you are the father. And now on to Latrice. Hold on, hold on now, bitch. Hold on. And when it comes to 10 month old Caden Edwin, you are the father. He got a meat support. Danny shoes, Danny clothes, we need money. It's okay. Did he step up? Wait till you hear this update. Three women, they've got one mission that he fathered all four of their children. Y'all ain't nothing but hoes. Hoes, hoes, hoes. And that ain't the son of clothes. So why would they be pinning this on you? I get very little swag or something. DNA tests and four unforgettable results. You are the boss. You are the boss. You are the boss. All three women have told us that since the results, Edwin has come calling. Edward has been in these kids' lives and is trying to do the right thing. We wish them the best of luck. Wow. So he wow. is the father. Three different women, four children. And I, I like how Maury explains, like, wait a minute. Did you have sex with so-and-so? Did you have sex with so-and-so? Did you have sex with so-and-so? And all the answers, yes. It's like, well, you know what happens when you have sex, right? When you have sex unprotected. So you look at these guys that come on the show, they're not really sure if the kid is not theirs or not because they're there waiting, their head is down. When Maury says the result, then they, if they're not the father, then they jump up screaming and shouting whatever. And a lot of cats, when they found it the father, their head still stay down. 
what happened? <laughs> so one of the points I wanted to address, uh, brothers, is like he was calling them, you know, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. The scriptures speak about that. When, um, hold on. It sounded like Dave Chappelle talking about, oh, oh, oh. And in First Corinthians, the sixth chapter, and the sixteenth verse, it says, "What know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For the two saith he shall be one flesh." So if you if you know that she's a hoe and you sleep with her, what does that make you? Uh, a righteous man. Order. It makes you a righteous man, huh? <laughs> a whoremonger. It makes you a whoremonger, a man that deals with whores. So, like, she's a hoe. She doesn't slept with the whole city. She's freaked out. You're a freak. You're sleeping with her. That's not honorable, you know? And you just think he's going to have a real difficult situation now because he's dealing with three different women. Which, women is he, which woman is he going to deal with? He's not going to deal with any of them. All these women are going to have to deal with one another because their children are related to one another. How difficult is that going to be? So Satan is going to have a field day in their lives. Jealousy. Well, I want him. I want just like you look at the scripture. Our father Jacob, he had two two women, not by his own making. That was the uh, the, the, the deceiving and deception and evil conniving of his father-in-law. So he had these two women. Was it all clear sailing? It was problem. Who's going to have him tonight? We'll get these mandrakes. I'm going to buy his service. You know, it's like, you know, our father Jacob was like a male prostitute. I paid the mandrakes. You coming with me tonight? Like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> so it's going to be problems already in their lives. Well, um, how much money did he give you? Well, he didn't give me that much money. He gave me more money than you. Nah, nah, that can't be. He got to give me some more money. There's going to be all, Satan's going to have a field day. The only remedy for them is for them to come to Christ to be able to fight off and resist those damn spirits that's going to be attacking them. Because it's not over. Even though he is um, dealing with the children, then it's going to be the jealousy between the mothers. Who's going to deal with them or not? Who's going to deal with them full time? Huh? And not that we would expect this. But the whole thing is is that the world is concerned about the whole financial responsibilities and so-called, quote-unquote, being there in the lives of the children. But when you look at the example that's set by the parents, then what the hell do you think is going to happen to the children? Right. It's going to be, it's going to be a vicious cycle. cycle. It's going to be a vicious fight cycle that's going to happen all over again, all over again. But I want to read this scripture. Let's go to um, Exodus 22, verse 22. All right. Exodus this 22, is, verse 22. This is the book of Exodus, chapter 22, verse 22. <clears throat> and it says, bear with me one second. There it is. It says, ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Mm-hmm. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry. Mm-hmm. We are. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be unto him as an usurer, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. 
stop there. And so it's, it tells you that what? The Lord is going to hear the prayer that we're not to afflict any widow or fatherless child. We're supposed to be a father to the fathers. Because so often what happens is you get these men and these women, and they're living in the same community. What they should do is, okay, I'm not the father, but you know what? I'm going to still keep an eye out or I'm going to try to help or whatever, you know, be there. I know there's one brother in our church, boy, we call him we call him the black Rumpelstiltskin because <laughs> they'll be a father and mother. He's still there trying to steal your child. <laughs> you know, he, care, he cares about children. You know, he does things in his community for local children and football games and stuff like that, dealing with dealing with um, the parents and stuff. So that's how we're supposed to be. That's where it used to be, especially in the black community. Fifty years ago, you couldn't have no no be no single mother in, in in the black community. It was something that was very, very much frowned upon. You know, and people that say that 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 were widows or whatever, you would have ever you would have the uncle that would help out. You have people that would help out in the community. Now it's like you know what. <laughs> You you lay down by yourself. You're on your own. You know that's how it's that's how it's viewed. But that's not how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to look after the fatherless, and especially in this time, in this day and age, where people really don't have the knowledge of the Lord and Christ. We're supposed those that are in the knowledge of the Lord and Jesus Christ. We're supposed to set forth the example. Now, go to Deuteronomy 22 and 13 because. There was a penalty to pay when you brought up an evil name on a woman. But this is dealing with marriage. See, what people deal on these shows of a lot of times is not marriage. They're dealing with fornication. So that's why they caught up into these vicious cycles. Am I the father or are you not the father? Because oftentimes the woman is dealt with this man. She's not married to this man. And then she's dealing with somebody else. And she said, well, I know that you're the father because we had sex. But there's no... It's not a definite thing because they're not married. So read this, Deuteronomy 22 and 13. All right. Deuteronomy 22 and 13. If a man take a wife and go in unto her and hate her and give occasions of speech against her and bring up an evil name upon her and say, I took this woman and when I came to her, I found her not a maid. Mm. Then shall the father of the damsel and her mother <clears throat> take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity unto the elders of the city in the gate. Okay, damsel- um, I would say uh, a budget to explain this, but you waiting to get married, so Zach, explain this. What it means? She's not a maid. <laughs> Just messing. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what it means is going back and give occasions of speech against her and bring up an evil name upon her. And say, I took this woman, and when I came to her, I found her not a maid, meaning I married this woman. And when we went to consummate the marriage, she was not a virgin. That's mm-hmm. what it's going into. In other words, he just bring up this accusation saying, I took this woman, I married her, and she is not a virgin. Mm. She has dealt with a man before me. Exactly. And it's trying to pass herself off as if I've never had any had sex before. Mm. Okay, so carry on. Verse 15. Then shall the father of the damsel and her mother 
take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity until the elders of the city in the gate. And the damsel's father shall say unto the elders, I gave my daughter unto this man to wife, and he hated her. And lo, so, he has... So, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Zach. Could you just explain mm-hmm. what were the tokens of virginity? Okay. The tokens of her virginity, basically, the, the child's parents are providing proof that she was truly a virgin. In other words, when you have sex, for the, when women have sex for the first time, that hymen is ruptured and she bleeds. So... What's going on here is the father and the mother of this accused woman is showing proof that ruptured and that bloody rag that their daughter was truly a virgin, and this man with this false accusation is bringing upon their daughter an evil name. Mm. Mm. Okay, carry on. Very good, very good. Verse 15, uh, I apologize, verse 16 now. And the damsel's father shall say unto the elders, I gave my daughter unto this man to wife, and he hated her. Mm. And lo, he hath given occasion of speech against her, saying, I found not thy daughter a maid, or in other words, your daughter wasn't a virgin when I married her, and yet these are the tokens of my daughter's virginity. And he shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city. So now, when she had sex for that first time, and when that hymen was ruptured, she bled, that was kept. And now look at what's happening. Here again, in verse 17, and they shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city. In other words, this cloth with this blood on it proves that our daughter was truly a virgin when this man took her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Keep going. Verse 18. And the elders of that city shall take that man and chastise him, and they shall immerse him in an hundred shekels of silver and give them unto the father of the damsel, because he hath brought up an evil name upon a virgin of Israel, and she shall be his wife. He may not put her away all his days. Right. So he could he couldn't put away once it was proven, and you had the tokens of of virginity that she had bled that the man he couldn't say well you know what, and it was when we when we was doing before, Abaja you said it was hatred right, mm-hmm. and that's what it said it was hate he killed man I don't like this woman man you know what her toes are too big like a boomerang, you know what that toe is big man I can't deal with the toe big toe in the morning man I can't deal with the halitosis of ferocious in the morning I can't deal with that bad breath, you know what. She don't do the eggs right. Or, yeah. as my sister Kiara said, oh, I'm burning the rice. <laughs> no, he won't let me burn the rice. You know, it's some reason, and that was one of the reasons why Moses wrote a bill of divorcement. So this guy, he coming up and saying, she was a hoe when I dealt with her. <laughs> so there was a token of virginity that had to be, that had to be given. So read on. So what happened when the tokens of virginity were given? Verse 18, and the elders of that city shall take that man and chastise him, and they shall immerse him in a hundred shekels of silver and give them unto the father of the damsel, because he hath brought up an evil name upon a virgin of Israel, and she shall be his wife. 
he may not put her away all his days. So in other words, he had to deal with chastised. Yes, he was chastised. He was fined. And this woman that he accused of not being a virgin, he has to deal with her and for the rest of his life. He can't. He can't divorce her. Yeah, when it says she shall be his wife, what people don't understand is that he had to love her. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like he took care of her. Paid. He had to love her. He had to care for her. Just like it says in Ephesians 5, he had to nourish her. He had to love her even as Christ loved the church. Christ gave himself for the church, you know. It, he, was, he wasn't on the cross. Oh, I got to die for these wicked people. Why? Why? I don't want to do it. I'm tired. You know, it's like that, that clip I was sending you guys um, with the Indian man. They caught him in the village, and he didn't want to marry the girl. <laughs> but he had been sleeping with the whole time, and he's there falling out, falling over. Christ, uh-huh. when he died for the nation of Israel, he didn't do that. He did it willingly. You understand? So that's we're supposed to give that love and affection and true nurture to our wives, just like Christ nurtured and cared for the church. So that's what it's talking about, and she shall be his wife, and he may not put away all his days. He had to love her and care for her. He couldn't be bringing, him, saying, bringing up all this crap, talking about you a hoe and this and that. He had to pay for that. Now, what would happen if he was right. <laughs> Let's read on. Verse 20. But if this thing be true, and the tokens of virginity be not found for the damsel, then shall they bring out the damsel to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her with stones that she died, because she hath wrought folly in Israel to play the whore in her father's house. So shalt thou put evil away from among you. Mm. Read that again Alright Verse 20 But if this thing be true And the tokens of virginity be not found for the damsel Then shall they bring out the damsel to the door of her father's house And the men of her city shall stone her with stones that she die Because she hath wrought folly in Israel To play the whore in her father's house so shalt thou put evil away from among you. Wow. So in the past, if a woman got caught in the sin of adultery going aside from her husband, she was she was killed? Is that what that's talking about? That's 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 what it's talking about. Okay. Or so now, in this case, she you can't she can't provide those those tokens of her virginity, you know, that that you know, that, that rupture, that 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 bloody cloth from the, from her having sex. Guess what? That means that she has been dealt with before. Right. So right. she's playing a whore. So, yes, the judgment still is the same of her being put to death. We just read it. Right. So now we're not putting anyone to we're not putting anyone to death. What what is the how do we reconcile that in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I want to read John 8 and 11. It says she said this is a woman that was caught in in the very act of adultery. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So our people have to repent of the wicked deeds and things that they're doing once they find out that, okay, 